0: listening to the Lawn Care Together podcast. We share tips, tricks, and mishaps of our long care business journey and the stories of others. This podcast is about getting your business off the ground, setting yourself up for success, and taking care of your clients. We're here to learn together, grow together, lawn care together. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. All righty, welcome to the Lawn Care Together podcast. Thank you everybody for joining us on today's show. Wow, it has been a really, really wet week for us so far. You know, we're going into Wednesday and it's just been rain, rain, rain. We got a little job done on Sunday, you know, a pretty profitable cleanup job. And so that was pretty awesome. You know, I'll touch on that a little bit in today's episode just to talk about profitability and, you know, the time spent on a job. And the value that you provide to a customer, but the big thing that I want to talk about today is actually electric equipment. Um, the things that I saw in some of these videos from Expo or uh, you know Equip, and I really want to elaborate on what I think is going to be you know pretty much like the next generation of what we're seeing come with this battery powered equipment, and whether or not I think that everybody should jump on board. Now. Let's just talk about the landscaping or the cleanup we did this week. And so we had a customer who, you know, was a repeat big customer. We did a huge cleanup for a couple thousand dollars, um, you know, ripping out shells. We did another cleanup, pretty much cleaning and abandoned. And you or uh, homeless people were using this place as a place to stay. So you can imagine, you know, no electric, holes in the ceiling. The place was pretty rotten, beat up. Trashed. It was bad. So we cleaned that out. And you know, that's not typically what you would see. Apologize if you hear the uh, chair noises here. I mean stop moving. All right. Um if you uh can imagine, you know, how how bad that would look, how bad that place might smell. Um uh, there was no lights in there, the rooms were or all the windows were pretty much boarded up, so it was dark. It, it was a crazy cleanup. But anyway, we um did a cleanup for this lady at the original property where we ripped out a bunch of shelves, she just wanted the front roadside hill cleaned up. And, you know, we had originally quoted her for how much it was going to be, you know, a couple thousand, well, not a couple thousand bucks, about a thousand dollars, give or take. It was probably like, you know, 800 bucks. And so we did the job and it was actually, it turned out after buying um, a steel weed whacker blade, we bought one of those spinning blades and it made the job so easy. So we were able to, you know, chop all this stuff down super easy compared to what we originally thought we were going to do with a weed whacker. So it cut hours of work down for us uh, between, you know, going in there and chopping stuff down, hedge trimming, uh, a couple of bushes and stuff like that, and then clearing it all down and just taking it with us. Now we thought it would take us, you know, maybe four hours, a couple guys. And so to cover all the overhead and everything, I think we were in the realm of about 800 to 1200 bucks. And she was totally cool with that. Well, after figuring out, you know, how quick it went for us, and maybe we could have been just extremely profitable on that job. But again, this is a repeat customer. We've had three, four, I think four or five times now. And so it was one of those things where we wanted to provide value. And so the whole building needed a cleanup. And not adding anything to the price, we just made sure we went in there and just kind of trimmed everything up, you know, pulled all the weeds from the Islands and stuff that were at least towards the front, um, things that you could see from the road. We cleaned around the building, you know, trimmed down the grasses a little bit. I took away all the suckers on the trees so that the trees could grow healthier. I propped one tree up so it could grow straight. I made sure that, you know, I cut all the boxwoods to a proper size and so that they're actually rounded off and everything the way they should be versus they were just growing wild. And it was just better curb appeal. Now this building isn't being used for anything right now, other than storage, I believe. But it didn't matter. It was about providing actual um, value to the customer. Sorry, um, we wanted to provide value to the customer because we needed to make sure that one, she's going to want to call us back, but two, you know, we quoted her twelve hundred bucks or you know a thousand bucks, and I didn't want her to be upset with what we quoted her. We want her to actually be happy about the work that got done and get the value out of the money. And I'll tell you what, it only added maybe an hour of work. Um, We were there for an hour and a half the other day. We got everything off the hill that we did, you know, maybe an hour's work before that. So it was a total of what, maybe seven man hours or something like that. And not only did it look a million times better, but now we're more comfortable charging the price that we were charging. So, you know, it really, you can take it with a grain of salt, but that is something on our end that we think is the most important is that you're actually charging appropriately and that you're being profitable, but also providing value to your customer. Now I see my daughter's crying. I got to go get her to sleep really quick. And then we will come right back to the podcast. Hey landscaper, you enjoying the show? Wish you could contribute in some way. Leave a five-star rating and follow the show. Your reviews go a long way in the success of our podcast, and we greatly appreciate your time and value your opinion. Let us know what you love most about the podcast. If you're a landscaper with a story to tell, DM us on Instagram at longcaretogether. You might hold the key to changing someone else's business forever. We'd love to share your story. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, I am back. Everybody knows, you know, if you have kids, how that goes, how it is to put them to sleep, they wake up, you put them to sleep, they wake up. Gave her another little bit of a a bottle, you know, half a bottle, and got her back down, I think, for good this time. And, you know, we can finish up the episode now, pretty much talking about um, the final few things that I wanted to mention in terms of electric equipment. Now, I was watching... Tony Rudolph's YouTube video and he was really going through a lot of the booths and one of the things that really stuck out to me was that Crest commercial lawn equipment. Now it looks like Crest used to be generally a power tool only company. It looks like they had a lot more handheld you know contractor tools and I thought it was really cool to see these commercial lawn equipment uh, you know battery powered equipment Coming together, and it looks like they're going to be selling it coming next year. It's, uh as far as I can tell, not available or not available in the US at the moment, um, based on their website and everything. But Crest Commercial, they had a 60 volt weed whacker, um, you know, four amp hours, and the thing looked awesome. I think it says the minute cyber system. And, you know, it says eight minute cyber system. So I believe it was eight minutes to charge the battery completely. I don't know how long that lasts. I just thought that was wicked watching how much power was in this thing. And, you know, that might be uh, key to see that maybe it dies quickly, maybe not. Um, I would love to see it run for a while. And I would love to get some feedback from any of you guys who went to Equip Expo. If you saw anything at the Crest booth, what did you think? Um, I was impressed based on the videos. Now, uh, my, my friend Tony also commented on the fact that Steel didn't have any Small power tools or equipment or handheld equipment, battery powered or gas, outside of their booth. What did they show? They only showed their lawnmower. They pretty much, as you know, he put it, had an orange Ferris booth outside, and you know they really dropped the ball. I think on that. Now, I wish I could have been there and actually gotten a ride on it. I think it would have been cool. I still want to see what it's like to ride on the steel mower, but. That was just something that I didn't necessarily one think that Steel needed to get into. I think that they really should just focus on their market, their niche market of, you know, good power tools and continue to dominate or fight in that market as, you know, Echo and Husqvarna and Red Max are all putting out and actually making stronger like backpack blowers and handheld equipment. I think that they all need to continue their battle there. And they really need to stop maybe trying to branch out. Maybe that's just my personal opinion. I would love to hear what you guys think as well. You can reach out to me directly on the Long Care Together podcast Instagram channel, or you can reach out to me on Blades LLC on Instagram as well. And we also do have an Instagram, or uh, sorry, a Facebook for Blades LLC. If you ever want to directly message me on Facebook, you can just message us through that. Now. Outside of, you know, complaining about steel a little bit there, because I agree with Tony hundred percent, I think they should have had a little bit more equipment for you to demo outside. Um, I think that that is going to be one of their big sales pitches and the way that they can actually get people to buy their equipment. Every other dealer was doing it. Um, but other than that, and other than Cress, you know, I was really impressed by some of the, you know, just generic Echo equipment and Husqvarna equipment that I saw Tony pick up. And he was the only videos I really got to watch so far. So I am just commenting on that. Now, I was just really impressed. And Tony, shout out to you. That's, uh, you know, Tony or Tony's Long Care on YouTube. Um, and Tony's got a awesome podcast. And he actually just won the uh, LCBU challenge. I know I was supposed to be part of that. And I kind of fell off a little bit. But Tony Rudolph, he runs the Long Care Talk podcast. And there is tons of episodes. A lot of them are like the day-to-day blogs that talk about, you know, his business, what he's got going on that week. Similar style, sort of, to what we got going on here. Uh, A lot of reviews and stuff like that. You know, Tony runs a lean company, and I just want to say, you know, Tony, thank you for sending me those videos and letting me, I mean, obviously, (laughs) you get the views out of it, but I got some information on Equip Expo because I wasn't able to go this year. As everybody, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you already know I was not able to go. I went back to work last week. It was hard for me to get off if I wanted to go this week or you know two weeks ago, one week. So I didn't want to do that to work. I wanted to make sure that I was there um, and not ditching them. And then actually, I start my new job next week um, at the same company, but I'm going to be transitioning roles and moving up a little bit. And so I do have you know a lot going on behind the scenes. And so unfortunately, you know, just to stick to that and continue to try to grow in my career while growing my lawn care company, that's part of uh, you know running the part time business. I still have to focus on my career until, you know, maybe this is some huge success. Uh, Just a lot going on. I want to make sure I'm focusing attention where it needs to be focused at the moment. And, you know, I can make the time where I need to make the time. Now, the battery-powered and gas-powered equipment that I was seeing out of some of these Husqvarna's and, uh, you know, the Echoes and stuff like that that were demoed in these videos, I was just super impressed. It was wild to see how much power was in you know an electric weed whacker versus a gas powered side by side pretty much getting to see you know the torque and then honestly what they can do with some of the electric but you able to spin the the line and you know up and down the throttle um you know electronically rather than maybe by a gear or anything like that i just think that the way that all of this technology is progressing and the way that they can you know intertwine um you know, maybe reduce emissions and things like that. I think it's a great thing. I think that the industry is definitely heading in the right direction. And I believe now I might be wrong here, but I believe that this is going to drive, um, you know, innovation across the board, whether it be gas or electric, because now gas has a competitor, whether they want it or not, or whether they think electric is a competitor or not. California is going all electric. And I know that there's going to be people to follow them, and I know that all these um, all these uh, equipment dealers and stuff, they understand that, or all these companies, they understand that they need to make more electric equipment, and not just, uh, obviously, the handheld equipment. Some of them are going towards mowers. Um, some of these, the 30-inch commercial push mower, holy cow, the electric 30-inch push mower, that is awesome. And I think that was, I want to say it was Greenworks that I saw it, but I might be wrong there. So, you know, don't quote me on that one. But the build quality of it looked fantastic. I will say that from, you know, just seeing it in the video, seeing pictures of it, it looked fantastic. The wheels were thick. Um, you know, I think it was four batteries in it. So, definitely a lot of power. Now, how long do those last? That's always going to be the question. But I'll tell you right now, we have an Ego mower. It's a 20, I think 23 or 24 inch, whatever, you know, that standard is. I can't think of it off the top of my head. And I actually haven't had to use it in a few weeks. And so it's actually just in the back of my truck right now. But that thing is awesome. It it does a phenomenal job for us. That thing itself, you know, at 23 inches or whatever, is great. But if I could add that other seven inches and be able to use <laughs> be able to use that bigger mower, we could have probably eliminated the fact that we bought the 30 inch Skag push mower. Now that thing's awesome too, but it's heavy and there's a couple of things that you need to think about when you're in this industry because you're you know walking around all day you're out in the sun all day and maybe you know you're getting dehydrated things like that you don't want to be pushing around a heavy mower you don't want to get fatigued so the electric option is really becoming a way to you know make the equipment lighter make it easier on your body and really prolong you know, how much you can get done in a day and enhance, you know, the quality of the cut and things like that using electric rather than gas. So where we go from now or from here is going to be really impressive over the next few years. Now, I know Equip was really pushing this year that you needed to go. I wish I wish I could have gone and I know my dad wants to go too, but they were not wrong. Um, from what I'm seeing, there was tons of electric equipment that they're really putting out there for the first time or it's going to be coming in 2022 or 2020 or sorry 2023 2024 in the future pretty much they're bringing out this crazy amount of uh electric lawn equipment and what it's going to do to the industry is going to be revolutionary it's going to be costly upfront and a lot of people are either going to adopt it early um and you know that might work out very well for them And then some people are going to be slow to the party, and you know that might be us. I know we have a couple things that are electric, and I love them. I love the idea of electric hedge trimmers, chainsaws, and weed whackers. Uh, Mainly the hedge trimmers, ones that you're not going to be running all the time, all day. Uh, Weed whackers is a little bit tougher, but I've seen a lot of great reviews out of running electric weed whackers because you're carrying that thing all over the place. You don't want something heavy. You want to be able to, you know, turn it on and off as needed. You're again wasting gas. Or do you waste a little bit of battery and then just recharge that battery every night and have, you know, two, three of those on hand in the trailer, or in the truck, you know, you might have to keep them cool. Um, seen those before where you don't want the batteries to overheat because then they won't work. But all like there is going to be so much innovation in the batteries themselves. Um, you're seeing tons of voltage differences and, you know, the the actual power you're getting out of these things and how long they are lasting, how quick that they charge, Um, you know, being able to either stay cool in a hot environment or stay warm enough to operate in a cold environment, things like that. They're really, really getting engineers and, uh, you know, design specialists in on these things to make sure that the equipment is built for us in the lawn care industry to flourish and grow and I think that these companies are doing a phenomenal job. I think electric equipment is here to stay. I think that there is going to be a couple hiccups in the road for some of these companies. And if we're talking hiccups, let's talk fire. (laughs) Um, Anybody go to Equip Expo and, you know, toast some marshmallows on a DeWalt ride-on or the convertible mower? I believe that's the one that caught on fire. It was the convertible that DeWalt was displaying. Man, that's got to be rough on a company to be displaying a mower in front of thousands of people and it catch-on-fire. Now, this was just a prototype, and so that's a good thing. It was just a prototype. It was not available, as far as I know, or is not available on the market yet. There are still kinks to be worked out, and obviously, there is a major kink in um, <laughs> fire risk. And so, I've seen it tons of times where these guys have mowers catch fire um, On the Facebook groups and stuff like that, they're posting pictures of having a bad day where. They're in the middle of a field and their mower just caught fire or they might have got a pine cone or some pine needles stuck in or near their exhaust and it catches on fire. And, you know, that's just the way it is. That is uh, a bad day at the end. Like, that's really all you can chalk it up to. Um, I think DeWalt had a bad day. I do think that those mowers are awesome things um that they're bringing to the table with having a convertible, you know, a sit or stand on mower. That is pretty much the debate that I had in the beginning of the season, like which one do you go with when we were buying a commercial mower? You don't have to pick with this. You can ride when you want to or stand when you want to. Say you have two crews and one likes sitting and one likes standing or you have two guys on your crew and one likes to sit and one likes to stand. Now it doesn't matter. Who does what or when? It's a very quick change of the seat to adjust it, and how you want to operate, and then boom, you get to mowing. I think that that is super cool. I think that that was very innovative. I think that other companies are going to copy that as long as you know that patent isn't or that isn't patented, and they you know block people from being able to. But. That's not necessarily the way the lawn care industry works. It seems like you know we always have these companies doing copycats of their mowers, um, the schematics and everything are always available online because people are always working on fixing them themselves. and I think as a company owner, it's very especially a part-time company owner. It's very important to understand how to take care of your own equipment. I know in the summer we did a couple well, my dad and my brother went to a training or Skag and Wright held by our dealer. So the two that we have, you know, just basic, you know, grease points talking about how to change the oil and when to change the oil, air filters, belts, things like that to maintain your equipment through the season. I think that like when you can go to things like that, that is great. Just like if you can go to equip expo, that is great. I wish, I wish that I could go to, you know, maybe if I just say it enough, it'll happen. But I wish I could have gone to uh, Equip, and I wish I could go to LAL. Brian's event, he's holding November 12th, and no- I believe it's in Novi, Michigan, but I might be wrong. He might be doing it somewhere else. But either way, Brian's holding his uh, event, and I think that that is going to be, as he calls it, a barn burner. It's going to be a great event. If any of you are going to that, you're going to learn a lot. I know it. I know that you're going to come out of it with friendships that are going to just... L- Lead to your success because you're talking with like-minded individuals who also want to succeed in business. I know that you're going to learn a lot about how to operate your business, but not just necessarily, you know, work for your business or in your business, but on your business. And you know, that's a big thing. Not necessarily staying in the field forever. You want to make money. You need to kind of take yourself away and make a money-making machine, and not just you know a second job for yourself, because that's tough. You don't want to have a second job, especially, I mean, if you're in my case, like, I already work 40 plus hours a week at my main job, and then I go and mow, and I'm still trying to be a great dad and husband, and I also, you know, I think I had said that I resigned from coaching, and I actually am back in it now. It's a, uh, you know, crazy series of events. They didn't have any interest. It was Tough for them to find somebody who had the time to dedicate to it. and so I'm instead splitting time with another coach and we're gonna make it work um, for the kids. And to me that's the most important thing is that I'm able to provide some stability for the kids one more year until they maybe can find a little bit more interest in the program, find someone who's willing to coach and take over my position completely. Um, or maybe I'll stick around knowing that I'm only putting in half the, the time now and can focus a little bit more on my family but focus on my business and focus on, you know, school and work and all these other things that I have going on as well. I am looking at taking my master's provided by, you know, my main company or (laughs) not my main company, but by my main job. And if I get my master's, I'm probably going to go for something, you know, MBA. Uh, You know, I'll learn a little bit more about business and management in general. So that'll be great for me. That'll be great for, you know, my company. Um, blades is what I'm talking about when I say my company. Maybe I'll grow a little bit more in the podcasting industry and be able to actually talk about business in a very in-depth way and help you guys understand a little bit more uh, accounting, change management, things like that. And obviously, it's going to provide a better asset to you know my main job. Uh, and that's why they pay for that. So it's just an opportunity. I definitely want to Look into and definitely take control, or I say control, but take advantage of because there's not many companies out there that pay for you to go to college. And so I might as well take it while I have the chance. Um, Who knows where I'll be in 10, 15, 20, 30 years, right? So maybe this opportunity is great now while I have the time, energy, and effort or willing to put through the effort to do it. So not that any of you care about that maybe you do and i appreciate uh you know you being interested in my life and the podcast in general and where we go with my business that is all part of me that's all therefore part of my business and part of this podcast this podcast is about less or uh the lessons of like what we have going on in our business but it's also my life and you know our day to day problems you know the stories of others uh, i say that in the intro I do. I think potentially have a guest interested on in coming on, and you know, if you are listening to this and you're interested in coming on, please reach out to me. Um, you can leave a review and just let me know that you're interested, and then maybe uh, get in contact with me. A five star review is always great because it helps the show, it helps boost our stats, it helps bring other listeners in, and it helps me like like understand what you want to listen to because I can just sit and rant all day. But there are things that I want to you know, maybe key, on, or key in on, and so I need to know what you're interested in, and so I'm not wasting my time, and I'm not wasting yours. Um, I don't really have much more. I did want to talk, like I said, about that electric equipment today. Ooh, there was one more thing, the rib holder. <laughs> Tony, if you're listening, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, that's just a joke, but there was, oh man, I want to say it was an ego mower, but I might be wrong, and I'm probably wrong, so Tony, I'm sorry. Um, I watched the video a couple hours ago now. Um, a lot has happened since then um, I'll have to go back and double check that before I you know I give too many details about it, but there was like four different types of batteries on there. The thing had crazy, crazy you know advanced um, technology it, it, you could have an app on your phone to see how much battery was left. You can also see it on a little screen on the left side of the mower. It had a joystick to drive it around. The thing was cool. Um, It had a glove box right underneath the seat, like a hidden glove box. There was a hidden cup holder or cubby in the back right. That's where the rib holder was, according to Tony. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, You know, you get hungry when you're mowing, right? So, you know, that's there now. So And then there was a a plug-in port. So instead of having to charge every single battery individually, you can plug it in in the back and charge them all at once. The cool things like that. Um now the size was a little small for what I would uh, be needing, especially since we're operating a sixty-one and a seventy-two inch mower. But really like that's just the like the start or, or the tip of the iceberg on where we're going with uh the electric industry or the electric lawn care equipment industry. And so I think it's just super cool. I would love to hear what you guys think about it as well. But We are going to check out for the night. Um, I will edit this podcast tomorrow, so that'll be Wednesday. And this will be your Thursday episode. So if you're listening to this on Thursday, I appreciate you. We are heading into the weekend. Please have a great weekend. Enjoy some football. Uh, You know, some of you Southern guys, you like to to watch college football. I'm not super into the college football, especially this year. I don't know why. I just haven't really had time. And, uh, you know, go Cowboys. Uh, I probably lost a follower or two, just literally in that five seconds I just said that. But not really, Uh, I hope you guys enjoy your weekend, you know, have some fun, get some work done. If you guys are weekend warriors and stuff, you know, take it easy, but definitely, you know, get those cleanups in, make your customers happy and continue to build your business. I appreciate every single one of you for listening and I hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Long Care Together podcast. All the tips, tricks and advice given on the show is what has worked for us and may not necessarily fit your business. We urge you to carefully evaluate the decisions you make in your business to ensure you are always on the right path to success. With that being said, we hope we've provided you with some valuable information that can help you grow quickly, increase your efficiency, and avoid mistakes. Business isn't easy, so don't forget, you're doing a great job.